Hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm your guest host, Gemma Benford, Head of Customer Marketing at Bid Food. Our regular host, Joe Anglis, has kindly said I could step in and take the reins for this episode, which we're recording in support of Nutrition and Hydration Week. With 60 to 70% of our body made up of water, staying hydrated is important for the function of body and mind, but this can become more difficult as we age. Dehydration is something that can affect the elderly specifically and require particular adjustments to diet to increase fluid intake. We know this is an area of particular importance to our care sector customers. So in this episode, we discuss ways to support good hydration, increase fluids on menus, and ways to support staff to know the signs of dehydration to look out for. There is no denying that the last year has been incredibly challenging for the care home sector, but we're proud to have worked so closely with our customers to support their changing needs as things have unfolded. With me in this conversation today, I'm really pleased to be joined by two of our wonderful food development team here at Bidfood. Previous podcast guest, Pam McLean, food development manager, who has been with our business for 19 years and is an expert in care sector catering. And Wayne Wright, food development chef, who has been with us for seven years. Wayne works closely with our care sector customers and has a wealth of experience in the industry. So hello, Pam. Hi, Gemma. Thank you for inviting me today. Thanks so much for joining us again, Pam. It's great to see you. And hi, Wayne. How are you? Well, thank you. So, Pam, I will come to you first. We're supporting Nutrition and Hydration Week with this episode. So could you tell us a bit about what's hydration and why it's so important for the elderly, particularly care home residents? Yes, of course, Gemma. I think, as you said in your introduction, approximately 60 to 70 percent of the body is made up of water. However, when you do reach an older age, that lessons to around 50% of our body. So it's really important that we look for opportunities to hydrate throughout the day. Fluids in the body are needed to maintain our organs and our temperature and just our general health. So it's really important that we think about how our body functions throughout that day. As we know, water is by far the best fluid for our body and we just can't survive without it. And it's essential to life, whatever age you are. Within the elderly, um, they obviously conserve less water because their skin is thinner and they're frailer. So the ability to store that water is reduced and the aging process slows down the sensation of thirst, which can often turn off the body's ability to show that you're needing hydration. So it's really important that we're looking for those signs. And of course, we can't rely on it as well because there are a lot of other indicators with the elderly, such as needing to take additional medication, maybe some illnesses where more water is actually needed in the body than perhaps would normally be. Um, also, I think we have um, issues with wanting to drink as we get older because maybe those opportunities aren't there. So the social opportunities to just have a, a drink with a friend or with, um, with an associate isn't there. So maybe they just don't take those drink breaks that perhaps they have done all their life. Thanks, Pam. And I wondered if you could tell us what the signs of um, dehydration would be as well and how you could recognise this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's lots of signs that we can look for. There's physical signs and then there's sort of the impacts of those signs as well. 
So a physical sign could be a dryness of the mouth. So the lips and the throat are very dry and maybe headaches. That's quite a good indicator of hydration for anybody, whatever age they are. Um, as I mentioned before about dry, fragile skin, and um, that's a good indicator as well, as well as sunken eyes. So if the eyes are looking like they're a little bit sunk and a little bit dark, that's quite a good indication that somebody is dehydrated. Um, dehydration also leads to confusion and worry. Um, so those feeling dizzy, feeling tired, a change of mood that perhaps is not usual. Um, and maybe that could lead in the elderly to falls and trips because the balance becomes impaired. Um, and then they have that general overall weakness. And one other area as well is um, constipation and urinary tract infections. So if there isn't enough fluid going through the body, all of the waste in the body is more concentrated um, and that can lead to problems as well. Um, and then if we look at the impacts of the inadequate hydration, things like low blood pressure, um, urinary tract infections and kidney stones, uh, which can lead to pungent urine and then obviously thinner skin. And that can lead to ulcers and sores because the skin is thinner and therefore uh, the abrasion on the, on the skin can be a lot more um, severe and it causes those sores. And then obviously poor oral health as well. If we're not getting um, that hydration in the mouth, it can lead to um, problems in the mouth as well. So it's obviously something that's it's it can be really, really challenging and something that I, I think that a lot of elderly people do suffer from. And a lot of people that are admitted into a care home or decide to move into a care home, actually, we find that they are suffering from dehydration. Yeah, there are facts to say that, you know, when people go into hospital, a lot of elderly people who go from a care home environment or a nursing home or live on their own um, will perhaps be dehydrated when they go into hospital. I think the figures are around 30 percent, which is very high. Um, and obviously with the elderly as well, there's a fit can be a fear of drinking. So we might have people who can drink, who forget to drink and don't have that social interaction, as I mentioned before. Uh, we could have people who can't drink due to dysphagia or other physical factors um, or perhaps can't get to drinks because of movement and it's difficult for them. Um, and then, of course, we have the other factor, which is people who won't drink. So if they're if they're fearful, if they're fearful of choking or needing to visit the toilet more often and they're not very mobile. Um, and then there's sort of emotional factors, making sure that the environment is safe and calm. Um, and then how do they drink? You know, is the drinking vessel suitable? You know, is it does it go down their throat too quickly? Do they need a, a sipping cup or a straw to help? So there's lots of factors um, that can affect why somebody isn't hydrated. Yeah, there are actually a lot of different things to think about there and a lot of different approaches that, um, you know, our customers would be dealing with on a daily basis as well. Wayne, I wondered if I could come to you next and... Um, ask you a bit more about what your role involves with supporting our customers particularly our care sector customers because I'd imagine hydration is something that you often get asked about. Yeah we're asked for it on a, on a regular occurrence really it needs to be happening within our menu cycles and the recipes that we do um, at the time of year where we have hydration week where we try and do a lot of support for our customers with new ideas new products new recipes 
and how we can support the residents to be drinking more throughout the day. And what kinds of things do you suggest to, to customers to help their residents with good hydration? Well, we talked about water a lot and it needs to be available all day throughout the day, really. But for, for me, variety is key. You know, breakfast time, let's not just have tea, coffee. Let's have the hot chocolates and flavoured waters, different juices available. Uh, and make the social activities um, more meaningful. Let's have coffee mornings, afternoon teas, mocktail, cocktail sessions. Um, so there's a good variety going on through the day. Key for me, though, is making sure at lunchtime and dinner time they've got the correct vessels to drink from. Um, they're not too hot. They're not too cold. Um, and try and remember the dignity of the residents. And try and spend some time with them, not just with the food, but to ensure they're taking on plenty of liquid throughout the day and at mealtimes. Have you got any top tips that you would like to share? Yeah, I mean, top, top tips for me is to make sure we've got plenty of soups and broths on the menu, uh, plenty of sauces and casseroles with all our meat selection. Um, think about high water content items such as squash, melon, tomatoes, different salads and vegetables, whole different water content at the different times of year. Try and use seasonal vegetables, uh, not just for the nutritionists, but for the water content. Off ice creams and smoothies throughout the day. One of my favourites at the moment is a peanut butter and oat smoothie. So we're having oats to give them the energy throughout the day and, you know, peanut, it's a lovely flavour. Um, we also need to think about more milk puddings on the menu, adding the vitamins, the vitamin D, the calcium. But again, you can do lots of different flavoured milks. Think about serving fruit purees with the desserts as well. It's a good way of getting extra liquid in there. It sounds like there are lots of different opportunities throughout each of the day parts to consider. So there's quite a lot to think about. Yeah, there's, there's lots. I mean, just some soups, you know, try and, try and steer away from the flavours, try and have some stronger flavours in, so we're not just mm. working on bland flavours. Is that something else that when you're talking to care sector customers that you're talking to them about, about like adding flavour and adding different textures to menus and things like that? Most, most definitely. They lose a lot of their tastes as, as we get older. So, you know, a squash or a, a flavoured drink to us may, may seem quite strong, but to a resident may seem... Uh, quite weak so we need to think about their flavour profile and certainly have different textures throughout the day. And when it comes to like balancing the menu or looking at a menu cycle how would you suggest to a customer that they approach that particularly as obviously um, controlling costs is really really key for this sector too? For me it's all about making sure we've got seasonal uh, vegetables uh, and, and meat on the menu so it's affordable and then ensuring that we've got the right Portion sizes is key. Let's not overface people. Not not too big a portions. Not too smaller portions. Make make sure it's well balanced. Plenty of uh, carbohydrates. Plenty of fruit and vegetables. Um, plenty of fruit. Try and steer away from the alcohol content so they're not being dehydrated. Keep it well balanced. So it's like making those tiny adjustments throughout the whole menu can make sounds like it can make a real difference things like vegetables you don't immediately think of containing fluids but they obviously do oh yeah and fruit and try and get them throughout the day as well breakfast time lunch time snacking is key as well in, in the care sector you know make sure we've got plenty of snacks available throughout the day melon fruits not just in the morning but later evening brilliant thank you some really really great ideas there So Pam, I've had the privilege of working really closely with you on a project recently. 
we've worked hard to create a new e-learning platform for bid food care sector customers called Caterers Campus. Would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit about the platform? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And likewise, Gemma, it's been great working with you on it as well. So I couldn't have done it without your technical know-how. So, um, yeah, Caterers Campus, we've designed this. It's an online uh, learning platform uh, for the care sector. Um, And it's really fun and interactive and easy to use. The idea behind it was that we know that it's difficult to get people out of the care homes to do training or to do any sort of um, any sessions where people can learn different skills. Um, So the important thing to us was that we wanted to make something really easy for people to log into and learn some basic skills that they need to be able to look after their residents. Um, Now, a lot of people probably know this, but there's quite a few people that come into care homes with great chefing experience, but perhaps not so much in care homes. So it's a really good platform for you just to be able to log on and just do six easy modules, which will just give you a really good basic understanding. So it's really easy to log on. It's fun and interactive. Um, It's not just listening and looking at lots of PowerPoints. It's about pressing buttons and answering things as you go along. Um, And you can learn online anywhere and anytime from any device. So you can do it from your work computer, from your iPad at home or from your mobile phone, if that's what you prefer. Um, And there's no sign up fees to it whatsoever. It's available to our customers. Um, And at the end of it, you get a certificate of achievement for your own records to say that you have done a learning module on certain subjects. And the subjects that we actually have at the moment are dysphagia and idsy, dementia, fortification, hydration, which is really key for what we're talking about today. And then we do a menu planning and a cost control module as well um, for people who are actually putting menus together. So it's all about bite-sized modules that are really fun and you get that check on completion of each module um, to help you make sure that you've understood. Yeah, and just thinking specifically about the hydration module, Pam, um, as obviously we're celebrating Nutrition and Hydration Week with this episode, we have got a lot of information on hydration to share, haven't we? Um, could, you, could you run us through the types of things that you, that the platform enables you to learn well on the the hydration yeah absolutely I mean we've it takes you through what you need to consider for um, catering for elderly residents and it gives you an explanation of what hydration actually means um, and what to look out for as we've been discussing today Uh, it will also show you um, examples of dehydration and how people can become dehydrated and then how you recognize that and how serious it is because dehydration can be really serious in the elderly Um, and then as Wayne has already said with um, some menu suggestions it will take you through that and it'll help you to decide on certain products that are good for hydration within the menus so it's just an all-round module which gives you a good understanding to make you realize that hydration isn't just about a drink and it's not just about quenching your thirst it's so much more than that. So Wayne, I wondered if I could come back to you now and ask you, as well as all of the support that we offer around um, things like hydration, 
how else are you supporting customers or are we supporting customers at Bidfeed within the care sector? Yeah, sure, Gemma. We've got a care book, which is a four-weekly menu cycle, which is nutritionally balanced, which has got lots of recipe ideas in there from breakfast, lunch, evening meal, snacks, lots of different desserts that you can choose from. You can mix it and match it. And it's got some great tips on uh, hydration. We also got a lot of online recipes that are updated on a monthly basis. So currently I'm just working on Will Chocolate recipes for the Will Chocolate Day in August. We've got afternoon tea brochure, which you can tap into. And we've also got our Simply Pure range, which is um, meals that are available for residents that have eating difficulties, which will cover level four, level five, level six, from snacking through to breakfast and uh, lunch and evening meals. The other thing I just remembered is you've created some recipes, haven't you, I think, for Hydration Week. Would you be able to talk us through a couple of them? One, which is a good one to start with, is my apple tea. I mean, that's taken into account uh, food waste as well. So those peelings, if you're making apple crumbles and the cores, if you're making fruit salads, could all be put into a pot. Um, add a little bit of sugar, a bit of lemon juice, uh, a little bit of cinnamon, bring it to the boil, let it simmer, and you'll have a lovely apple tea, which would be great as a warm drink in the winter. Or you could actually chill it down and serve it with some ice for a winter drink. Or you could actually freeze it as, as an ice bar, which is quite versatile. And again, it'd be products and ingredients that would be going into the bin. So relatively cheap to make. Sounds amazing. So could you chill it and make a summer drink? Yeah, definitely. Works so well. Could you put uh, herbs in there, maybe mint, things like that? Yeah, but again, just going to be really careful with the, with the herbs. Just got to make sure they're uh, taken out of the drink. Obviously, we don't want residents uh, choking on those kind of things. And then my other favourite at the moment is my uh, peanut butter and uh, banana milkshake. You know, it's just one of those flavours that I love. It's great for breakfast time and it's great for an afternoon tea. And again, it'd be great to freeze that down as, a, as an ice cream to serve with a dessert or on its own. Um, just simply, you know, put a couple of scoops of peanut butter, a little bit of milk. And if you need to fortify it, you can have some of your skim milk powder and then away you go with the bananas. And I'd imagine that would be quite a filling uh, oh. recipe as well most most definitely well Wayne thank you so much it's been really good talking to you today and celebrating nutrition and hydration week my pleasure Gemma and many thanks to you and thank you as well Pam it's been great to catch up again thanks Gemma it's been great thank you so much for listening if you're new to the podcast there are lots more episodes to tune into You can find these on all major podcast platforms and via the link in the episode note. At Bidfeed, we work behind the scenes delivering food to approximately 5,500 UK care homes. Our care home team are passionate about service excellence, making our care customers' lives easier and helping them to grow. There's a wealth of information available on our website for care customers to access free of charge, including our dementia and dysphagia guides, and Care Caterers Handbook. The handbook includes helpful information on topics such as fortification, hydration, vegetarian and vegan catering, all with actionable tips. You can find this at bidfood.co.uk forward slash care homes or in the show notes. If you are interested in becoming a customer and would like to know more about how we can support your care home business, we'd love to hear from you. That's all from me. Until next time, goodbye.